to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention to Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. We'll begin at verse 1. The word of the Lord from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, beginning at verse 1, reads as follows. Now, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said amongst themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in long white robes sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. And so they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Father in heaven, speak a word even this morning that you might have your way in this place. Open up our understanding, God. Speak to our hearts, our minds. If any don't know you, Lord God, draw them by the power of the preaching of the word. Father, if there's any that have drifted in fellowship, today is a great day for them to return their fellowship to you, to make commitments that I will be strong in my fellowship with the King of kings and Lord of lords once again, that I will leave the world behind and cling to the Lord who is the Savior of my life. God, draw those back to you. Father, speak others that may want to be edified, who need to be edified, who have come in, Lord God. Edify them in your word that they might learn and know more of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, it's my prayer that in all that we do and all that we say, that above and beyond everything else, your name is glorified. So glorify yourself in this place, God. And we will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, for it is in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. This resurrection story is a story that has been told many, many times. You've heard it before. We've preached it before. We've preached it from all different perspectives and all different angles. It's not new. You came just to hear it again. For some, some folk come just to hear the same story every year. They don't want to hear no other Bible story. But on this day, they come to the house of the Lord to hear this story about the Savior of the world who was crucified, and three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. Same old story. But it's a story that has not lost any of power, nor authority, nor truth. It is still as true as it was the day that it happened. Friday, he was crucified, and on Friday when they crucified him, there was not enough time to wrap his body appropriately and to prepare him for a proper Jewish funeral. As a result, what happens, the first opportunity, which the Bible here says on the first day of the week, there's Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, and other women came together. They came to the tomb to anoint 
the body of the Lord to prepare his body properly for the Jewish funeral. They came with all their spices, 100 plus pounds of spices and anointing oil, myrrh and all the nice smelly stuff, if I can say it that way, frankincense or what have you. They came with all these spices so that they may anoint the body of the Lord and prepare him and wrap him properly for the proper burial. Now, on their way to the tomb, they had a thought that, you know, we didn't think about how we were going to get that stone moved out of the way. So it became kind of a conversation piece in verse number three. But the good news is that by the time they got there, they found out that he was already risen from the dead. I just want to talk for a little while from the subject matter. He is risen and praise the Lord. We'll see how the Lord leads. But nevertheless, let's talk about that idea. He is risen. He is risen. It's the same old story. He is risen. He was dead. He was dead for three days. And on the third day, he got up and he rose from the dead. As I look in this text, the resurrection of Christ helps us in a lot of ways. It helps the disciples. It helps the ladies here at the tomb. His resurrection helps us through some challenges that perhaps are before us. And his resurrection makes possible some things that were impossible. As I look at this text, first of all, I see in the first few verses, they come to the tomb. They all gather. They got their spices. They come to anoint him. It's early in the morning, not 9 or 10 o'clock, not 11 this was the six, four, 6 o'clock service time. It was very early in the morning. They came to because they got up early. They didn't stay up late watching all kinds of stuff on TV. They got up early. They got up early because they wanted to prepare the body, because they wanted to get to the tomb, because they had not prepared the body of the Lord, and it was a sacred thing to do it properly, and this was the Lord's body. It just wasn't anybody's body. It was his body, so they got up early to get to the tomb, to go there. They went there, the first available opportunity after the Sabbath, and it was first day of the week. Early in the morning, they went to the tomb and they're on their way they say hey but how are we gonna get that tomb because they sealed the tomb and they rolled a rock in front of the tomb so we didn't bring anybody to move the stone how are we gonna deal with that obstacle first thing i want to tell you is don't worry about the obstacles as this text will play out so will life in this text, they're on their way. I'm, let me just read it for you. It says, verse number three, and they said among themselves, they discussed among themselves, they talked among themselves. This is what we have a tendency to do. We talk among ourselves, especially when we have problems, especially when we have situations that we don't know how we're going to fix them. We talk among ourselves. We don't take it to the Lord. We talk among ourselves, and we call our boyfriend. We call our girlfriend. We call our mothers. We call our father. We put it on Facebook. We put it on Twitter. How are we going to deal with this obstacle? Don't worry about the obstacle because the resurrection helps deal with the obstacle. (laughs) Let me help you right here. They have an obstacle of this stone. How are we going to get this stone moved out of the way? How are we going to move? We're just a few women carrying spices and and, and we didn't think about how we're going to move the stone because it's very large. The obstacles that you have in life are very large. The obstacles that come your way, they're, they're not small obstacles. If they're small, we don't even call them obstacles. We call them interruptions. That's just an interruption, but that's this. It's interrupting my flow, but I'm, I'm on it. I got this. But when we get very large things that come in our lives, we call those obstacles. And we, like these women, we discuss among ourselves, how are we going to deal with the obstacles that's before us? How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with that? I stop by to let you know, you don't have to worry about the obstacles because he is risen. Because he is risen, we don't have to worry about any obstacles in our lives. I don't care what you came in the door with because he lives. He has the power to overcome your obstacles. You do realize when he got up on that third day, he got up with all power in his hand. He's got power to deal with whatever your obstacle is. 
And here it is. These women didn't discover that the obstacle was already taken care of until verse 4. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had already been removed. I'm trying to help somebody right about here. If you would stop looking down and stop walking with your head hanging low, if you would stop being, Lord, help me, Lord. If you would stop visiting that psychiatrist, if you would stop uh, uh, hiding in your bedroom, turning the lights out, covering up your head, if you would just look up to Jesus, you'll find out a whole lot of your stuff has already been handled. You hear what I'm saying? All you need to do is look up. Because if you look up, that's where your help comes from. Ain't nothing on the ground but pennies and dirt. You need to look up unto the hills from where the help comes from. All our help comes from the Lord. Don't worry about the obstacles. Don't worry about the resurrection handles the obstacles. Now, if he had just died and had remained dead, your obstacles are something you need to worry about. Here's the biggest obstacle that you have in front of you. How do I, a wretched sinner, get into heaven? We can't. If there is no resurrection. But the good news is, he is risen. Y'all all right with that? He is risen from the dead. He's not in the tomb. So they looked up, and the stone was already moved away. Don't worry about the obstacles. It was very large. Verse 5 says, and they entered in the tomb, and they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Here's my version of the story. They went into the tomb. He's risen from the grave. He goes into the tomb and they see a young man in a shining white garment. And he's sitting on, on the stone where they had put Jesus' body on the right-hand side. He's just sitting in there chilling, just waiting. He was waiting for them to get there. By the time they get there, and I'm sure as they went in, as some folk would be, some folk just scary anyhow, you know that. And a whole lot of us not volunteering of walking into a tomb. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not going and I'll wait out here. Y'all just let me know what's going on when you get there. I'll watch out from the outside. Y'all know what I'm saying? Some of us just ain't walking into a tomb. So now, first of all, they walk into the tomb. And when they go into the tomb, they expect to see the mutilated body of Jesus that they left there on Friday night. But when they go into the tomb, his body is not there. But there's an angel standing there saying, do not be alone. I'm just about sure somebody was ready to break Western and get out the tomb. What the, what the? I'm gone. You know, you know, some people, they quick splitters. You know, they, you don't even know they took off. All you see is dust. I'm sure some scary folk that came today was ready to go. And that's just, a, that's my version of the story. It's, that's not in the text. I'm just embellishing the text. My version of the story. So, so they get there and he, they, they're alarmed at this angel who is standing there. And they're alarmed even further because the body of Jesus that they know they left here in the tomb is not here. So not only do I want to tell you don't worry about the obstacles. I want to tell you don't be alarmed because his body's not in the tomb. 
When they get there, they're alarmed because this angel is here. They're alarmed because the body's not there. Watch this. And the angel says, look, isn't that where y'all left him? He said, I know who y'all looking for. Y'all looking for Jesus of Nazareth because this is the tomb where they put him. And you come early in the morning to anoint his body, but his body ain't here because he's not dead. Can I help somebody right here? You don't need to anoint what ain't dead. Everybody running around talking about anoint me, anoint me, anoint me. If you're already alive, you already got the anointing of the Holy Ghost living inside of you. If it's dead, anoint it, pour oil on it, put flour on it, put perfume on it, because soon it's going to stink. He said, you don't need that oil. Put that stuff down. You don't need that frankincense. You don't need that flour. You don't need that stuff. He is not here. He is risen. You don't believe me. Look where he was. Don't be alarmed because the tomb is empty. Help me help you right here. For you and I, don't be alarmed that he is not here in the tomb. He is risen from the grave. Now, here is what is going on in our world, in our culture. People want him to still be in the tomb. I'm going to say something. Watch this. Christians want him to still be in the tomb. Because if he's still in the tomb, I can live how I want to live. I can do what I want to do. Because if he's still in the tomb, there'll never be judgment for my hellious living under Christian title. See, I wouldn't be able to creep in the house of the Lord every now and then if he's still in the tomb. But don't be alarmed. He's not in the tomb. He is risen. As he said. Watch this. He told them, I'm getting up from here. He told them, destroy this temple and in three days I'm going to build it back up again. He told them that. He told them just as Jonah was in the belly of a, the whale for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. But I'm getting up from here. Smite the shepherd. Sheep are going to scatter, but when I am raised, he told them I'm going to be raised. He let them know I'm not staying here. So don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed that he's not in the tomb. Some people, like I said, they want him to be there, and some of us live like he is there. Because we, we feel that it's easier, watch this, for him to be in the tomb. Because if he's still in the tomb, I don't have to worship regularly. Nor do I have to pursue holy living. Nor do I have to honor my mother and my father. Nor do I have to honor the wife of my youth. Nor do I have to keep my tongue under control. Nor do I have to keep my body in subjection. I'm going to hit your spot in just a moment. Nor do I have to abide by any of the laws of the Bible. Because if he's dead, nobody's going to judge me. Don't be alarmed. He's not dead. He has risen. Just like he said. So to them, he says, look, verse number seven, he said, go tell his disciples and Peter. Can I toy with that just for a minute? I'm just picking right now. I'm just picking. But he said, go tell his disciples, go tell his followers that he is risen from the dead. But he doesn't just say, go tell his disciples. He says, go tell his disciples and Peter. Because I'm of the firm opinion, in every church, we've got some disciples and we've got some Peters. Any Peters on this side? 
Peter is a personality that always says something before they think about it. Peter is a, is a personality that they always got foot in mouth disease. Peter is the personality they don't pray about nothing, they act and then pray later. <laughs> yeah, go tell the disciples, those who were following him, but tell the disciples and Peter that he is risen. That's what he says. And tell them that he has gone before them as he told them. He's in Galilee. He's going to meet you in Galilee. But don't just tell the disciples. Tell the disciples and the Peters that I've gone before them. I stopped by to let you know he's gone before you. He's not in the tomb. He said it this way. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I'm going before you to prepare a place for you, I'm coming again to receive you unto myself. Doesn't matter what's going on in America. Doesn't matter who's president. Doesn't matter who's running for office. Doesn't matter who's in the Supreme Court. Doesn't matter what the laws of the land say. I'm coming back and I'm going to bring those that belong to me home. I'm coming back for you, but I'm going before you. You need to live like he's coming back. Uh, okay, okay, but don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. He's not in the tomb. He's not in the tomb no more. He's not in the tomb. Now, I, I can tell you where. You can go dig up um, Muhammad. That rascal is still in the tomb. <laughs> yes, he, he's still there. John Smith, John, what, John Brown, John Smith, all of them Johns that was making up stuff. Still in the tomb. Still dead. I don't know if Confucius ever lived. He's still in the tomb too. Still in the grave. You dig him up, bones and everything, DNA test him. He is still there. Buddha never did live. He was just a big old fat image that they made up. But he, he was dead from the beginning. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? But if you go to the tomb where Jesus was, don't be alarmed if you find out like I found out. He's not there. He's alive. He is risen from the grave. Don't worry about the obstacles. He's risen. Don't worry. Don't be alarmed about the fact he's not in the tomb. He is risen. And then, then I'm going to pick up verse number 8. Verse 8 says, so they went out quickly and fled from the tomb for they trembled and were amazed and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Here's the last thing. Don't, don't worry about the obstacles. Resurrection took care of that. Don't be alarmed that he's not in the tomb. Resurrection took care of that. But don't be afraid to tell somebody that he's risen. The text says, verse number eight, that they were so paralyzed with fear that they didn't say anything to anyone. Now, wait a minute. They just witnessed the greatest miracle ever. A man died a horrible death, and he was resurrected. But wait a minute. That's not the best of it, because it wasn't just a man who died. It was the God-man who died. The God-man who died to set us free. He died on Friday, and here they are on early Sunday morning witnessing the resurrection that's going to bring the power for life for everybody. And they left away paralyzed by fear. I'm trying to help you this morning. Stop being afraid to tell somebody he lives. Stop holding it to yourself. You've got the greatest story that was ever told. Tell somebody he is risen. You've got it in your heart. You've got it in your mouth. You've got every version of the story because you heard it every year tell somebody he is risen from the dead don't let fear paralyze you and be afraid they were afraid they were afraid it's like people today you ask them why don't you tell somebody I'm afraid pastor 
They might talk about me. They may not believe what I say. They don't have to believe what you say. You are successful when you tell the story. Well, Pastor, they, they might reject me. They're not rejecting you. You're just an instrument that God is using to vocalize the message of the cross. When they reject, they're rejecting Jesus. They're not rejecting you. You're just a messenger. If I gave you a message and I said, here, take this message and, and take it to my wife. And when you deliver it to my wife, my wife says, oh, I don't want that. Then my wife wouldn't be rejecting you. She'd be rejecting me because I sent the message. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God sent a message 2,000 years ago. But he sent a message to all of his disciples that I am not in the tomb. I am risen from the grave. I need to tell y'all a little bit more of the story because if it had not been for him getting up on this third day, you would be lost. I would be lost. We would all be lost on our way to hell but God help me Lord Jesus he got up on the third day with all power in his hand paid the price for your sin paid the price for my sin he lives he's not in the tomb he got up you need to go tell somebody about the savior of the world let them know in the grocery store he lives let them know in the mall, he lives. Let him know on your job, he lives. Let him know wherever you go, he lives. He is risen. It's not just an Easter message. This is an everyday message. He lives. He is risen from the grave. And he rose with all power in his hands. And if he's got all the power, power over life, power over death, power over hell, power over the grave. I need to hook up with him because I'm in trouble. If I haven't got salvation now, the only way I'm going to get it, I've got to hook up with him. But he said it this way, nobody comes to the Father except they come through me. So I've got to get to him. Since he is alive and risen, I've got to come through him. I'm trying to help somebody right about now. If you're dead, it's time to get anointed. If you don't know the Savior, it's time to get to know him for yourself. If you're just religious, it's time to move from religion to relationship. If you're just passing through, it's time to park. It's time to set your sights on the Lord. If you've got obstacles in your life, it's time to look up to the hills from whence come of your help. If you can't look up that high, just look to the cross of Calvary. Because it was on that cross that he died. It was on that cross that he shed his blood. It was on that cross that he redeemed you and I from the penalty of sin. But it's up to us. We can either accept it. We can walk away saying, I don't believe that. But the day is still coming when we got to stand before him and give account for our life. Question today is, do you believe he is risen? Just as he said, he's alive, but not in the tomb. And I encourage you today, give your heart to him. Be saved today. Restore that broken fellowship today. I don't care how long you've been out of church. It doesn't matter. Come back today. Give it to him today. Praise the Lord. 
You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to GodVine.com for uplifting.